what am I supposed to be remembering? I'll show you. The content is fucking whack. Fucking loser. Damn. Why are you trying to imitate MF Doom? I'm pregnant. It's only I need a real man anyway. I cheated on you. But it was only like three times. You don't love you. No one wants to listen to that nigga shit anyway. No one wants to listen to you. Just, just stop. Quit. Just quit. Don't you understand? I don't love you. Love you. Are you okay? Uh, we're about to start. Producer Doom told me to let you know that we're about to begin. Um, yeah, I, I think I am. Um, what just happened? Well, I was talking about, like, my past experiences, and I just wanted to know a little bit about your past, and just for some reason, you kind of just drift off for, like, a moment. Are you okay? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm fine. Um, let's just go ahead and start the show. Welcome to your worst nightmare. There is no escape. There is nowhere to hide. You are in my control now. Welcome to hell. Of Let's Talk About Horror, the horror podcast where I talk about anything related to the genre. And your boy is back, Walter Doom, for another weekend. I know I missed out on you guys, but I am back and I couldn't just not disappear on you guys. So we are back for the last week or last Saturday of Women's History Month, and we are going to talk about some badass women of horror. But before we get into that, we are going to jump into my favorite segment, The Cut. Hey, Walter, um, Walter, baby, let me tell you what's going on right now. So, this week, we're not going to do the cut this week. Oh, um, why? Why is that? It's because, uh, we're trying to fit in our special guests for today, and it's probably more important to kind of, like, focus on them instead of just doing the cut segment. You know what I mean, baby? I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess we could probably do it next week, you know, I mean, and everything. But, and also, before we get into, like, the next segment, Walter, okay. baby, okay. just a couple of things I wanted to go over with you. Considering that this is Women Heritage Month or History Month or whatever it is, you know. I'm pretty sure it's um, History Month. Wait, just a little ground rules that I just got from upper management and what have you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know, they, they would think, like, it's really good that you just not call many women the b word this week in this week's episode so i can't use the word um oh i i guess i know I, it's very disparaging it's it's very grotesque but just but, but i don't week, really baby. mean it in I a mean, disrespectful you can talk manner however the fuck you want to i mean whatever whatever but just for this week baby let's be a little more respectful I mean, uh, I guess, I mean, I don't really mean it that disrespectfully. I'm not like, you know, All right, baby. With so it. thank you for understanding. Um, we're just going to go ahead and jump into a break, and then we'll come back with the special guest. Um, well, thank you, Producer Doom. 
we are going to take our first break right now, you guys. And I mean, in this more awkward moment of this podcast. So we are going to come back. And when I come back, we will bring on the special guest of this week. So, like you should say in a scary movie, I'll be right back. All right, and we are back, everybody. And as you guys know, it is the last week for Women's History Month. And yeah, I wanted to spend this last week talking about some badass women on the podcast. So I had to bring some guests over. It's not the usual guests that I bring. We got some new guests. I know y'all are excited. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but I would like to introduce the Gore Friends, Story and Mars. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> How y'all feeling? Good, you good. Got some coffee going, got my water. I'm ready to go. Happy to be here and be alive, man. Happy That's to be here, up. happy to be alive. That's our motto. Because you could be dead. Yes, facts. facts. <laughs> yeah, especially with the movies we watch. Oh my God. Facts. <laughs> yeah. So before we kind of like get into the exciting talk about like women of horror, um, let's go ahead and like jump into a little brief introduction about um y'all's podcast so would you like to kind of give the audience a little bit of information about what your podcast is about what you talk about how long you've been doing it of course well we are coming up on our two-year anniversary next month Already? Already? which is oh, yeah little yeah. cray cray okay Ooh. little cray cray uh, <laughs> so we are so gore friends we do deep dives and discussions about horror movies and we are on all streaming services all social media platforms at gore friends um we also have a patreon where we have gftv that's gore friends tv mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we cover uh tv shows based in the horror genre mm -hmm. uh right now we're covering nosferatu so good um, so good, so good. So good. It doesn't have any business being that good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we like to take a a fun and lighthearted approach to horror movies, make it more comedic, but also we both have film backgrounds. So we're also looking at it from the lens of a video producer and film creator. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Um, so how did y'all come up with the name Gore Friends? Because I saw the name and I was like, wow, that's very, that's a very interesting name. I mean, kind of low-key, I've been thinking about like each time I see it, I think of like Tracy Ellis Ross's. Yes. So. My <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, honestly, I I like naming things. <laughs> so I, I made a list of five names the others I will not mention because we might need that one day for something <laughs> and I sent the list to Mars and I was like what do you think of these this is my number one and she was like oh psh, gore friends and that's that's what <laughs> that was it that was it that was that's it. dope that's dope that's that's cool I, I like what y'all are doing I've listened to like a few episodes 
Um, very interesting. I like the format of what y'all do on the show. Um, for those of my audience that are unfamiliar, they talk about movies, do deep dives, like Story mentioned, but they break it down in like different subjects. Like they got the funnies, mm-hmm. you got what you like, and what is terrible. I, I really do find a terrible one. And then the one um, last thing that you do that's very interesting is whether you would ship the movie or your yes! relationship status. Oh, yeah. Our relationship <laughs> status. That's our rating system. We uh, discuss what our relationship status is with the film because when you watch something, it's an experience. It's like a date, you know? It leaves yeah. a lasting impression on you. Oh, um, yeah. So we, we like to say, hey, what's your relationship status with the movie? And it could be from a zero, which is like hit it and quit it. You watched <laughs> it one time. You don't need to mess with it again. And then yeah. a 10 would be put a ring on it because mm. you're, you would buy it. You would watch it time and time again, you know, and then anything in between, we kind of just make it up. But some of our regular things we bring up a lot is like a seasonal day, which is like you'll watch it during the Halloween season just for the spirit of the season, but probably mm-hmm. not any other time during the year. Um, so yeah, it's it's fun to see what our guests come up with too when they yeah. have to come up with the relationship status of their own. <laughs> well, I could tell you, I am definitely putting the ring on the movie Terrifier because I absolutely oh love that film. <laughs> I know, we talked about this movie before we got on. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put a ring on that one. Shaking my head viciously, I'm just like, You know, with, with, with and scream in the background also being wifed up, you know? Oh I mean, I'm gonna have multiple wives say, you know? <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes, you know? Yeah, but I'm gonna have to throw into the streets the haunting of Sharon Tate because that movie is just god awful. I've heard of that movie. Mm. All the haunting movies. I'm like, there's so many haunting ofs, haunting movies. I always get them mixed up. I'm like, who who's getting haunted now? Who is now? Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you ever watched this movie, it is absolutely terrible because it's supposed to be Hillary Duff playing Sharon Tate when she was pregnant, and they're being haunted by like Charlie Manson what? and his family and what have you. And it goes into like this whole alternate universe if they were to fight back against Charlie Manson. Okay, it's, uh, it's I don't so want to see a pregnant woman. That's so a theoretical. I don't. It's a theoretical, but they still end up dying. Still, the Quiet Place did it. It could work. But this is a real life situation. That's a delicate yeah, that's topic. True. That's <laughs> like true. this is a del- that was like a huge thing that shook up Hollywood forever. Like it's still terrifying to know. Like so to do a theoretical on something that actually happened with a woman. Like, I mean, once upon a time in Hollywood did it too, but it wasn't like her fighting back. It was just kind of like, oh, what if she lived, <laughs> you know, in, in a good note. So to have her die anyway, it just kind of seems like a waste of time. Uh, that's my TED talk. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was definitely a waste of time. <laughs> but yes, um, now that we got like pretty much our introductions out the way, let's talk about women of horror so as we know like in a lot of horror movies we have like our final girls we have our villainous women you know the femme fatales which i like to call them and we pretty much have our favorites you know ranging from different females like nev campbell playing as sydney prescott to 
Octavia Spencer playing Moth for whoever likes Moth. <laughs> there's people out there. It's probably someone's favorite film. They probably have it on Blu-ray. They probably know. do. <laughs> They're pre- like, you someone know. Someone pre-ordered it. Someone pre-ordered it right after they watched. They're like, yo, I love this movie so much. <laughs> They're like, Brilliant you know, I knew Octavia was special ever since I saw her in the background and dragged me to hell. Yo. And I just knew that should make another horror banger. <laughs> When I saw her getting coffees from the printer. I can't <laughs> drag me to hell. Oh, that cameo. Anyway, oh, my goodness. That's Did so- you know that possibly they're talking about making a sequel to Ma? Not surprised. <laughs> I have to see the first one and judge it accurately. Oh my goodness. I yeah. Don't trust it. I don't, I don't know. It. Yeah, it's, I mean, I said this once before on my other show, World of Doom. Just make sure you have something to drink. <laughs> something real strong while watching. Because my- <laughs> yes. it is um, a ride to get through. But I feel like watching the trailer, you know what kind of movie it's going to be. And I think they yeah. know that. It's not like yeah. a movie that tries to be something else. Like, oh, no. you know what you're getting into when you watch the trailer, which I appreciate. So you can like prepare yourself mentally. Okay, let me get my little wine. A lot of F-ups are going to happen. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so... I wanted to go ahead and start this off, kick off our topic about final girls. So I want to kind of like discuss what are some of y'all's final, well, favorite final girl and why, basically. So I don't know who wants to start first. Anyone can start. Uh, Yeah. Mars? Man, we out here. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, Favorites, I will start off by saying... Beth from Hostel 2. Um, for anyone that's not familiar with Hostel 2, uh, it's basically a female version of the first Hostel movie where we're dealing with girls, you know, vacationing overseas, backpacking overseas, and they get, you know, sucked into this torture chamber situation. Um, I love <laughs> yeah. Beth because uh, they, they're all college students too. And mm-hmm. I like Beth because she resourceful she talked her herself out of a situation which is something I think I would do like I'm just yeah, like let yeah, me try yeah. and negotiate myself out of this like she literally was like yo I will pay I will pay to get out of here like I got the money and I just loved how she just came at them because they were like oh you can't afford it she was like bitch <laughs> you don't know my life you don't know my life I have a whole inheritance I can buy this whole place if I wanted to and she just was, was like, like a badass bet hold Um, my beer basically um and i just like that character because of that reason um and she got the tattoo and she was about it she was like yeah i had to do what i had to do to get out of the situation Um, so i like her i like her a lot and no one you know talks about her um a lot um no one talks about hostile 2 in general but i think it's a really good sequel um, in terms of horror franchises um so i really enjoy her and then i feel like this next one's more well known compared to her um but alice and resident evil um mm-hmm. i don't know if i need to explain what resident evil is uh but zombies <laughs> yeah <laughs> lots yeah, of yeah. Zombies, <laughs> lots of guns lots of action and i think alice is probably like when you think of zombie movies you think of resident evil um i think just right off the bat and i think she's just very this is a hard, hard badass. I like the first one the most. She's iconic. Yes, very iconic. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the first one because it doesn't 
stick to the, the game as much, but I still enjoy it a lot. Um, I like to count how many times Michelle Rodriguez gets spit in that film. Um, <laughs> that's a fun drinking game. Uh, so I really love that. I love Alice um, just because of how, like I said, she, once she remembers what she can do, it was like game over. Like it was just like, oh, I know how to shoot. I can defend myself. Yeah. Game over. Game over. Um, Again, so yeah. bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it was done like it was just she just because she started off like being kind of timid and just like confused and then once it all clicked she just took over the situation was, okay we're going here this is the goal this is what we're doing i'm not listening to you guys this is what we're doing right now so i really enjoy her character because of that too and those are my two mm, two favorite final girls that i'll mention on the show okay okay that's what's up what about you nice. story um okay so my everything is Angela Bassett and mm-hmm. so of course I have to say Detective Rita in Vampire in Brooklyn because she's such a baddie yeah. she was dealing with mm-hmm. all these nightmares and you know she turned into a vampire for a little while and she just went through so much and then in the end she was like you know what I choose my own life I'm gonna do what I want to do and um she was like vampire is cool but you know what? I'll just chill out and be human because I don't feel like killing people um uh, so <laughs> yeah. I I love Angela and also Broad Digga as Maggie in 13 Ghosts. Maggie <laughs> minded her business and it saved her life. <laughs> Literally. No lies, no she was just here. like, she had a couple of F ups. They all did. They didn't need mm-hmm. to wander the house the way they did. But, you know, at the end of the day, she was like, I quit. I'm not mm-hmm. fucking around with these ghosts. <laughs> I'm not doing this. This isn't what I signed up for. And I was like, okay i i can respect that she quit because she was like look watch your own damn kids if this is what i gotta go through um, but yeah <laughs> those are my my top two final girls in horror great choices oh those are some good choices so can you tell me like what did y'all base your picks on like how did you go about it like how did you manage to kind of like weed it down to those two uh i mean i wanted to pick people that are not the typical like I of course I have Sydney Prescott from Scream love mm-hmm. some Sydney um but like I said I wanted to pick something that's a little bit more obscure um that people might you know look over I of course I chose Beth because I like people that it's kind of realistic like this situation could really happen and I like yeah you know, yeah how they handle the situation um and then with Alice it's just like you're just cool and awesome and I want to be like you one day goals <laughs> um yeah that's kind of like how I how I kind of narrow down my list most I feel like a lot of my uh final girls that I like are kind of like teens realistic everyday people that just happen to be smarter than everyone else on the cast <laughs> for me um vampire in Brooklyn is very near and dear to my heart and soul uh because a Angela Bassett exists and that in itself <laughs> must be celebrated. And hey, then she B, was awesome in like American Horror Story for she, the covers. And just mm, great in everything. In everything and she does. Everything she does. She's, she's she breathes better than everyone. 
I like the praise. I like the praise. Um, But uh, it was my first Wes Craven film. I saw it before seeing Nightmare on Elm Street. I was like four or five years old, I think, when I saw Vampire in Brooklyn. It was one of my (laughs) first horror movies, second to only Anaconda. Uh, yeah yeah and so it's just ingrained in my memory and it left a lasting impression and then for I mean 13 Ghosts is probably my favorite horror movie like ever maybe so maybe it's it's really up there it's really up there it's between that and like I don't know but it's it's really up there I yeah. can almost quote that movie word for word um so it was really easy to pick Maggie because and you don't even expect her to live like you don't see her for the a good chunk of the last act in the movie and so to see her come out like they kind of just interrupted the credits and you see her emerge from the rubble of the building collapsing she's like you know what I'm sick of these ghosts that's it I quit fuck it and like she lets you leave with a smile on your face you're Mm -hmm. feeling good Mm -hmm. it's like there weren't a lot of losses today yeah yeah yeah. and so you know you gotta love Maggie that's cool I know for me for my um final girls which um the two I'm gonna pick is pretty much Jennifer Hills from I Spit on Your Grave I picked her because she really took it to those guys (laughs) with a name like that with a name like that I mean I don't know if y'all ever watched the first, well, the original, because there's like an original I Spit on Your Grave, and then there's the remakes and the sequels to that movie. Yeah, I know about the, the, I guess, the remakes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've I've watched both of them, and I've watched the original where, like, the abuse scene was just, I don't know, it seemed way too real for me. Yeah, (laughs) back then, you question things, you're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this was okay. I'm gonna be quiet. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I had a coworker that watched that movie, the original one. Yeah, and he asked me like, "Bro, what the hell did I just like, watch? Just, <laughs> did I just watch a snuff film?" I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the remix, I mean, it's brutal, but it's not as brutal as like the original. I still think the original is pretty brutal. What, what, when did the original come out? That one came out in 1977. Why I did I know 70s? Why did I know 70s? I was like, the 70s were wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. A it, was, it was a time for like that kind of filmmaking. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for her, the reason, well, I picked this one because, again, she's kind of brutal when she gets, when she gets her revenge on those guys that abuse her. I mean, she literally, you know, cut a man's genitals off. Oh, hostile too. Like, hostile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> hostile too. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I I feel that pain. You know, each time I see that happen in a movie, I'm like, oh no, not the, not the man meat. <laughs> Women are like, yes. <laughs> I don't. Yes, give it. To Women me. are all all in the audience, just parading around, just celebrating. Like, yeah, we did it, sister. Let's give it <laughs> up. We like, made it. We made it. <laughs> All the men are in the audience, including me, just sitting there like, oh, man, nah, that, that ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right. 
Yeah, but um, not only she did that, but she kind of tied up a guy and and kind of had him being fed to like some crows and all that or some buzzers that pretty much pecked his eyes. Actually, I'm with it. Vultures. I'm with it. We don't see that a lot in horror. I'm oh, with it. Yeah. It, it was gruesome. It was gruesome. And yep. I'm a gory type of guy. I right. love by gory. terrifier, you know, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, saw yeah. that coming. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, she dipped the guy in like some acid. Like she literally teased him for a Where minute. Where did the acid come from? Okay. <laughs> I don't come? know, but it was gruesome. Yeah, you go, girl. I don't know you, but you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one was, that one I really do love. And the other um, final girl that I like is Erin from Your Next because she was just really resourceful. She was smart. She was quick-witted, fast-thinking. She tried to do everything she can to, like, defeat those intruders that was breaking into the house and everything, even though that wasn't her house. You know, it's her boyfriend's house. <laughs> well, be- boyfriend's family's house. Oh my goodness! But yeah, she did everything she could. Tried to survive. Killed most of the dudes that were trying to kill her. <laughs> and then she ends up finding out that, like her, and this is kind of a spoiler for anybody that hasn't seen it before. You know, she finds out that her boyfriend and his brother and his brother's girlfriend. We're all behind this whole elaborate ah, scheme after all. Twist. Okay. Cause I was like, I remember there being a twist. I don't remember what. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. So that movie, I was just like, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, just mainly after just brutality, how how bad did these females get back at these guys? Man. Man. <laughs> it's almost like a film fatale almost, but yeah. <laughs> but um I'm pretty sure. I mean, I could have put like Sydney because, you know, I mean, I love Scream, but at the same time, I couldn't really put her on the list because I was like, you know what? I like Sydney, but I don't, I don't really like Sydney. Is she your favorite though? Like, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the movie, but do you watch it for Sydney? (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) You don't. You watch it for Ghostface, you know? Yeah. Gotta be real with yourself sometimes. And just the yeah. world itself, like the world of Scream, like how aware it is. And yeah, it's mostly the world of Scream that I enjoy so much, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I was disappointed when they killed off Jamie Kennedy, though. Just uh, Jamie, rip. Um, We all have our final girls, our favorite ones. What? Who do you think are like the underrated are? Because we do hear a lot about Sydney, we hear about Laurie Strode, you know. Yeah. But what are some of your underrated? And I want to start with Mars because wait, oh, wait, who went first? Last? I went first last. Mars. Okay, then we'll start with story first. Okay, so underrated final girls. So not a lot of people have seen Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon. We have a Gore Friends episode on that because Ooh. I love it. Mm-hmm. And um, the final girl of that movie, her name is Taylor. And I feel like no one knows who Taylor is, but she deserves a bit of cred at the very mm-hmm. least. Um, she documented the journey of this guy becoming a legendary serial killer and then survived his 
plan to kill her and her friends. So I think she she deserves some kind of dub, some kind of recognition for that, I think. Um, and then also Rosemary from Rosemary's Baby. Oh my yep. God, um, that yep. was a crazy movie. She handled that the best way anyone, anyone could. could. Yep, her yeah. Um, she was pregnant, she was ill, and she everyone was um conspiring against her including her husband like yeah for her to go through everything that she went through like most people would have broke and just been in a corner shaking and she definitely out with a knife and was like where's my baby like I hear him crying um so I I think Rosemary and she's like an OG icon final girl so oh, yeah. why not so yeah, those I, are my those are my top two yeah underrated. i don't hear many people talk about rosemary though as like a as an underrated final girl yeah mm-hmm. she had a whole apartment complex to fight against a whole a whole <laughs> building her doctor yeah like yeah. everyone everyone was against her and she had no way out um especially for the time period yeah women were not as independent back then as they are today she couldn't do a lot of the things i could just request the uber and leave home and go anywhere yeah Yeah. if i have to get away from my husband but rosemary didn't have anyone nearby no one lived in her state her mm-hmm. family were all out of state like that's a scary scary time yeah for my underrated i man first since we just covered this movie on the show um it's fresh in my mind which is why i wanted to talk about her but nancy from the original nightmare on elm street i feel like it's yes underrated. <laughs> you never see her on movie lists or anything like that but i'm like you know, we have all these slashers with like teenagers like you know scream um i, I know what you did last summer like those kids were like senior year type situation. I did mm-hmm. not know that in Nightmare on Elm Street, they were like sophomores, yo. Like she, they were like yeah. 15, 16. They were not like that old. So like thinking about that, like being 15 years old and dealing with the stuff that Nancy was going through, I'm like, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have died. Uh, I was super anxious in high school and just, I wouldn't have survived. Uh, yeah, so- yeah. Nancy was freaking reading like booby trap books and like dealing with her mom being a drunk and like her dad not really listening to her either. Um, her coming up, she astral projected like it was just like something <laughs> that child did. Um, she hunted Freddy to bring him out of Freddy. the She hunted Freddy. Hunted him. I feel like without Nancy, we would not have Sydney in terms of like badass like final girls that are just out here being smart and resourceful and stuff like that. Like, I think Nancy really started that trend of being like, yo, I'm going to defeat you and I'm going to hunt you and I'm going to figure out what you do and I'm going to destroy you. And that's Nancy. And I love Mm -hmm. at the end of the movie where she just turns her back to Freddy. She was like, you're not real. You ain't shit. And she just (laughs) turned her back like that. And it just makes me laugh because she's so exhausted at that point. Like she has bags under her eyes. She has like a white streak, like rogue and freaking X-Men. Like she's been through so much at 15. So much trauma. Very underrated. Um, Love her character. And then also my second choice would be Meg from Panic Room. Um, 
Panic Room is, if you guys don't know, it's more of a thriller, psycho- well, not a psychological thriller, just a thriller. Um, David Fincher is one of my favorite directors. And it's basically a mom and her daughter in this uh, fancy uh, apartment and they get their house broken into their first day moving in and they have to hide in the panic room in their apartment um, basically to you know wait out these people invading their space um, and I love Meg because she is a single mom she just went through a divorce with her husband uh, very average Jane character very you couldn't be more average than Meg <laughs> um, she has her daughter her daughter is 15 15-ish. Um, she has uh, diabetes, um, which they also cover. And her mom just kind of went mama bear on them. Like, yo, mm-hmm. this is my daughter. I'm going to protect her at all costs. You will not stop me. And I just love that energy that she gave off in Panic Room. And I don't think people talk about that character enough. So if you guys haven't seen Panic Room, it's amazing. You know, great cast. Wow. I think I had that movie on VHS. As you should, because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like all, all the Zoomers are like, VHS, what is that right now? <laughs> it's a tape, you guys. And <laughs> so yeah, those are those are my underrated, underrated people. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to um, Nancy a little bit. There is one thing, because I actually listened to um, YouTube's podcast um, about Nightmare, not, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. I almost called it Friday the 13th just now. I Story kept doing that too. throughout <laughs> recording. That, that, happens to me, that happens to me a lot also. But um, I remember when it, one of you mentioned how it was funny with Freddie with the tongue or how he's always like yep. with his tongue. Very yeah. sexual. Very, very sexual. <laughs> After I mean, the kids and all that. It's funny because yes. like in the original, because like now, you know, for years, like I just always remember him being like a pedophile. And then you watch it yeah. again and they don't mention that. They're just saying he's a child murderer and they don't mention him mm-hmm. being a pedophile until the remakes, the recent remakes, he's a pedophile. Um, yeah and you know of course with all the sexual stuff that he does it's like oh okay (laughs) you know we know what you're about freddie fred yeah (laughs) oh no i hated that remake so much it was i have yet to watch it i don't need that in my i don't need that energy (laughs) (laughs) that negativity Mm -mm. none at all um for my underrated which i went with i went with Catherine from run bitch run because why not <laughs> it's kind of similar to i spit on your grave it sounds like it. it sounds like it once again a very colorful name um, very strong yeah. title yeah, strong it's title. Strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's a definitely a strong title and it's a strong movie <laughs> that goes a in a very movie. very tarantino-esque type of way Ooh, about yeah it. Yeah, so, so there's a foot fetish in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, like th- this whole movie, like she's pretty much like this ca- Catholic schoolgirl and what have you, you know, that's trying to sell Bibles to like people, which is such a weird thing to do. <laughs> but they're trying to sell Bibles. Her and her aunt um, classmate. Um, she ends up. Well, they end up getting captured by this Firefly family type people. Not really kind of like Firefly family, but kind of like um, if you ever seen Last House on the Left, that that's what uh, that crew is like. Okay. So, yeah, so you have a guy that's like crude Toxic. and yes. yeah, <laughs> you have like the female, you know, hypersexual yeah. female villain that's part of their crew. 
and then you got the weird old guy that's like toad a bit you know <laughs> God. yeah so she ends up getting like i guess well not i guess she ends up getting abused by like the leader of course and mm-hmm. of course she ends up like being assumed to be dead well because again like this movie's like i spit on your grave so yeah left they for dead. Ass- yeah so they left mm-hmm. her for dead um she comes back and she just i don't know has this whole tarantino kill bill switch off that goes I'm off in it. her head i'm with it and she literally kills a bunch of dudes kills a bunch of like the people that were involved um with the guy that's like crew she literally takes like a machete and just jams it right up his ass yes yep, yep, <laughs> she yep, does yep. it numerous amounts of times yep 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 <laughs> i'm a fan let me go save that to my netflix yeah. queue right now <laughs> oh it's on tubi it's on tubi tubi let's go tubi <laughs> yep the underrated Under- <laughs> underrated you just platform. reminded me of um tamara uh starring jennifer dewan tatum mm-hmm. um similar plot kind of but she yeah. traveled in witchcraft a little bit so she that came sounds back. really familiar actually everyone i think i've seen that them. Movie. I, I, I haven't seen it, it but it's right one of those now. i'm gonna look it up right now you guys <laughs> you're gonna be like oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that plot is similar to that i like that trope that trope of you know the girl that everyone abused comes back and then just murks everybody. I love a good oh, revenge yeah. story. Yeah, revenge <laughs> stories are very satisfying. Oh, never seen this film, but it's one of those movies that I going to VHS rental stores. I always saw it, the cover of it, but I never rented it. But it's <laughs> always, VHS. Always it was, oh my God. <laughs> Guys, look it up. <laughs> I know it's vintage. The days of Never heard of it. Some, some are probably wondering what a video store is. Like, oh my God, Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I miss those days. <laughs> I, used, I was reminiscing on that like a few weeks ago and I got really sad. I was like, uh, uh. Yeah, magic. one thing I remember about going into Blockbuster, I always looked at Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That was another film that oh was always gosh. in the video stores. Always <laughs> in the video stores. I did not watch that until we did our podcast episode on it. But yeah. Joyride. Joyride and the wrong turn. I, I rented those from Blockbuster. The Sixth Sense. Oh my God. Good mm. times. That was okay. an era. Video oh, it was an era. era. Especially Man. like um, the ring. Also, oh my mm-hmm. god, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna put Samara on my list, but then I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Samara just doing too much. Yeah. So I guess so speaking of Samara, let's go into like femme fatales. You know, mm-hmm. what are some femme fatales that you got that well, not you guys, but you girls think are very dangerous. <laughs> I would say, like, uh, pick your best two if you have to. I will start off by saying Rhoda from The Bad Seed. Um, if you guys are not familiar, uh, The Bad Seed, of course, is a uh, a movie about a girl that looks really sweet and innocent, but she she is not very much so. Um, it's from the 50s, um, based off a play that they made into a film, and they shot it very uh, play-like, which is something I really enjoy about that film overall. But uh, I think she's terrifying because, number one, she's a kid, 
And Mm -hmm. especially in the 50s, people didn't think kids did evil stuff like that in the 50s. Like that is just like (laughs) unheard of. Um, And it's she was so so manipulative. um, Just how easily she was able to manipulate other all the adults around her. Um, And a scary thing about that film is that her mom like like a theme of that movie is nature versus nurture which i think is a really great theme um regarding like if a kid is born evil or if they learn it and the fact that the mom like you know she ends up finding out that her dad isn't her real dad and that her real mom was like a murderer so she finds Mm -hmm. out that her child has these genes um and i think that's freaking terrifying to know that your child is out here murking people and no one like is gonna believe you because she's so sweet to everyone um and yeah I think that's really really scary uh to have and I just love kid killers in horror anyway I love it I love the most terrifying kind (laughs) (laughs) you gotta go through this moral battle of whether or not you want to kill them before they get you and it's like damn how can I justify killing a kid you're gonna go to prison not them and i feel like she's one of the youngest like i feel like kid killers are usually like a little maybe a little bit older and she mm-hmm. was like seven seven maybe eight years old very um, young yeah very young. oh no the omen was younger he, i feel like he was younger than her actually um but he came along like 20 years later i think in the 70s so i feel like she's one of the first like one of the first kid killers around there um but yeah that would one of my favorite uh kid killers i mean femme fatales um because i feel like also when you think of femme fatales i think of like fatal attraction (laughs) and Mm -hmm. like adults that are you know a a woman that's obsessed with this guy because Mm -hmm. he's a white female exactly that's kind of like what i think of and i wanted to kind of go why we gotta be crazy why can't we just be murderous yeah exactly so i just wanted to go another route besides going with the you know crazy obsessed girlfriend i wanted to go with the kid route so yeah yeah it kind of reminds me of prodigy a little bit i don't know if y'all ever seen i haven't Pro- seen prodigy i know of it um i didn't really trust it so i didn't watch it <laughs> surprisingly it's actually really good Okay, uh, I'll put it on my list. list. I'll add it. It's, I'll add it. I mean, I actually liked it, but I like usually like crappy movies. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> At least you know. At least you know. At least you know. But I yeah. actually thought it was really good because you know the kid, he got pretty much inhabited by like a killer who was killing like all these women, and basically like when the killer got killed by like police and everything his soul kind of went into the kid. Oh, like child's play. Yeah. Like child's yeah, yeah. play, it's but with bas- a real person. Like the yeah, goal. It's basically, basically the goal of child's play. Basically, he wanted to go into a kid, but he went into a doll. So it's like, <laughs> what if he actually went into a kid? Like, that sounds like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... It's very, it's very child's play-like. Like, that's, that's the first thing I thought of when I was watching this film. I was like, oh, this is kind of like child's play. Because it's by yeah. the same people... Who did the new Chucky movie? Oh, which we enjoyed, surprisingly. I, I actually... like the new Chucky. Okay, cool. Because I feel like a I lot didn't of people like hate it. on it. I feel I, like, I feel like it, it. it just it just dragged in some places. But that was like more on the writing and production side, not so much of like me hating the actual doll or anything. Oh yeah, but, I love yeah. Hated the doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it had to be modernized. Yeah, I liked how they modernized it. And in terms of like remakes and stuff, it mm-hmm. wasn't as bad as it could have been, in my opinion. In my yeah, opinion. 
I mean, it wasn't Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> it, wasn't I, that, it wasn't that remake. We don't talk about this one was a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Child's Play, you just reminded me of Tiffany, who's a really dope femme fatale. Um, she didn't ask to be a doll. Chucky was just awful. Oh, yeah. Um, but then when she became a doll, she was like, I'm going to get a body, though. And it's going to be body, because I love Jennifer Tilly. Um, which, which is ironic. Yes, <laughs> ironic, right? everybody yeah. is like, Tiffany's um, being played by Jennifer Tilly, and she's trying to inhabit Jennifer Tilly's body. so good. Yeah. So good. Um, and I love the way she was like ride or die for their kid. She was like, whatever you want, sweetie, I'll support you. And like, yeah, yeah. it's just, I, I actually really enjoyed uh, The Bride of Chucky um, yeah. for a film fatale. But I wrote down on my paper, <laughs> paper from Mayhem. Uh, if you if you're not familiar with mayhem get yourself a a shutter subscription yes shutter is life um shutter man okay mayhem there's a an illness that makes people uh very aggressive and hypersexual and just any little trait that you have is exaggerated and so for eight hours um people are quarantined in the building that they work in and Steven Yoon's character just lost his job mm-hmm. um Samara Weaving plays Melanie who was just denied um alone and so they're going crazy and they're like yo let's team up let's work our way to the top he's like everything we do is going to be dismissed because we have this infection. So let's just merc everybody, right? (laughs) And then I'll give you the deed to your house. And she's like, bet. And let me tell you this one scene when I knew she was a baddie and they needed to (laughs) watch out. He said, put this track on, on my playlist. And then she was like, all right, bet she kicked off her heels she put on her shades and she had a nail gun. She was like, come get some. <laughs> she took out three people by herself in like a minute. And that's when I knew. That's when I knew. I was like, she's going on my list. She has to. She has to. Who's going to fuck with her? Not yeah. me. After yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah. Melanie is like, and you. it's kind of a toss up of who's the villain and who's the hero in this story because on the one hand the corporation did a lot of people dirty people lost their jobs but then on the other hand it's a job it's a loan (laughs) they're killing people yeah (laughs) yeah yeah to get to get his job back not just get his job back he takes over the company and then resigns for the severance pay so it's like (laughs) (laughs) is it justified it's up to you really but um (laughs) melanie's on my list and she's staying there so there you have it man so good so good speaking of samara weaving real quick they have an honorable mention for grace and ready or not real quick for five oh, girls yes, yes. oh oh whoa <laughs> how did i not i should have yeah. just rolled through our episodes and just 
I should have threw her on my list as Ray, far as like so final good. girl. So she's great. so good, man. So good. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm gonna have to throw her on my Finn Fatale. Well, I threw her on my Finn Fatale list. Have her as- be Finn Fatale. F it. Like yeah. <laughs> she not only defeated the family, she defeated the devil. The e- evil. Yes. And oh, it was yeah. like, like for Satan to come up and be like, touche. <laughs> and then like just let you leave. Yeah. So good. Like, play. So Full smart play. character. Like she didn't have that many F-ups, I feel like. Like she was like, okay. No, she was nah. she she did, did everything she do. could. Yeah. She knew that she was gonna have to fight for her life that night. She was like, oh, do to be hide and seek. Yeah, yeah. Even though she was playing for her life. Yeah. Man, yeah. daddy. But babysitter though, have you seen the babysitter? I have not. I know no. of it. Oh I know my of God. it. You're educating us right now, fitness on. She is just very diabolical in this movie very manipulative like and i'm talking about like the first babysitter movie because in the second one she kind of comes back but she's not as like a villain she's more like a in a way an anti anti hero what have you you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but in the first film i mean she's babysitting this kid who is like i believe he's like 13 years old now (laughs) you know in the film and she's just like babysitting with babysitting him and what have you and she's trying to teach him about like I guess talking to girls and growing up and what have you and that moment where she thinks that he's asleep he's actually pretending to be asleep so he can see what she's doing and what she has is like her friends over and what they're doing is like this whole satanic ritual. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yep, 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 yep. yep. That's the and, movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to take like the boy that she's babysitting, trying to take his blood because he is a virgin. So oh, that's did. savage. That's not right. That's yeah, not they're okay. trying to get his blood so they could make their satanic ritual and get all their wishes that they want. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but the not thing okay. is, is that she is not only just a straight up savage, like in Ready or Not, but she is just like manipulative. She just forces everybody to do whatever she wants them to do, mm-hmm. take whatever kills that's kind of coming her way, you yeah. know, and force everyone else to get killed that way. I mean, it, I wouldn't say she, like she was my favorite femme fatale or the most dangerous but she she was up there as far as like you know scary ones to not deal with Mm -hmm. um as far as like dangerous i'm gonna have to probably go with annie (laughs) from (laughs) breaking legs out here shattering legs shattering oh my god shattering the ankles I, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Nothing is more scarier for a man to just, you know, think like he's being taken care of by somebody who is Mm-mm. being kind, but turns out to be stalking you. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. have this whole delusional yeah. dream of being with you. Now I wanna watch that movie. Man, it's so good. <laughs> it's so, yeah. It is like a spiral of like, oh, okay, you're helping me. And then like slowly he just. You know, I can read people well too. So I'm like, I understand where he's coming. He's like, yo, I can read that something is off and there's nothing I can do. And that's, like you said, it's so scary, men or women, to be like, I can't leave. I yeah. am injured. I have to mm-hmm. be 
in this home with this crazy person. My life is in their hands, literally. So oh, that's yeah. it's terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. She puts, just, she puts in the work. She puts in the work. I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna say I just envy at how fast he wrote a new book. Right? Like yeah. I'm like, oh man, gosh. I'm clock's ticking i've been working on a book for 10 years now like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah he, he wrote that and then and then she didn't like it and he had to write again like it was, yeah 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 he's like uh-uh wrong do it again he's like what <laughs> this wasn't like oh like a cat in a hat type book like this was like stephen king words like little letters little words mm-hmm. huge book and yeah. like she was just like nope do it again yeah yeah I I honestly I'm I don't know what I would do in that situation. Yeah. It's kind I don't of she's not writer, like because she's not writer. Like, she's not like fit or like fit like she's not young. Oh, she's no. not like physical. Like we could take her on like us. We could take her on because we're younger. <laughs> mm-hmm. but be- she shovels snow. She did <laughs> shovel know. snow. That's, she got gains whether you want to believe it or not. Yeah. Every, every I, can I can outrun her. I can outrun her. But like. Not if she hobbles you like how she hobbled him. Man, man. And I'm just saying, in comparison yeah. to the other femme fatales that we cover, like they're usually young and like able-bodied and stuff, active. I'm, I'm assuming more active than she mm-hmm. is. And the fact that she's on this list with those others just shows how scary she is. It's like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> very she unassuming. She, she very she could be care. someone we see at Ralph. Like she looks very average looking woman, and you oh, wouldn't yeah. think she, anything. I mean, she of looked it. like a Karen almost. You know? yep. <laughs> like, yep, 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 yep. She'd be like, I want to wear a fucking mask. Oh, like, yep. mask. Oh, I can imagine now, Annie. Now every time someone asks to speak with the manager, I'd be like, You have an author in your home. <laughs> you have I'm an author in your home. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> that's funny all right so um pushing forward so i want to make this a little bit interesting and we talked about this in pre-production or and just in general really but as far as like femme fatales who should get a sequel why and what would it be about and it could be just it doesn't even have to be the ones you mentioned it could be just any femme fatale Okay, so I didn't have an answer for this before we started, but okay. I just got inspired right now. Can we have a prequel with Annie, please? Oh yeah. Oh yes, yes. Let's let's see the descent madness. Let's watch her grow up. I'm about it. She was a nurse that murdered people. Like oh, she, murdered, right. she murdered her husband that's too. Right. Yeah. Yes. She's she been out here. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's she the baby killer. Here. She is she's the baby been out killer. Here. She been mm. out here. I would watch that. I would watch that. Um, that's gonna be my answer. I, that just came to me. <laughs> the Holy Spirit came down and was like, "This is what you need to say." And I was like, yeah. <laughs> "So that that's gonna be my answer." I need a prequel. I need a prequel with Annie. I mean, we need to make that happen. We need <laughs> someone needs right? to petition like, this. We need this. To happen. They, kind of, they kind of touched on it with Castle Rock, um, but that's a show, so it's not really the same. But I think they kind mm-hmm. of dabbled in that a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I would love that. Wow. Um. So I had a couple ways I 
I was thinking, so, you know, I have my obsession with Angela Bassett. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) I was like, you know, at the end of Vampire in Brooklyn, we have um, Julius Jones, who's played by Kadeem. Kadeem, he's great. Um, And he turned into a vampire. And so there's still a vampire in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. and he'll probably mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. more vampires in Brooklyn and they mm-hmm. also made it clear that there were um, vampires in the Caribbean islands where Maximilian came from so I'm like so she chose not to become a vampire but she still has to deal with vampires and so I would kind of like to see um you know, a, a sequel or even a TV series where it shows like what happened after Maximilian died because he left a freaking mess in Brooklyn. Like there are so many more oddities and things that are happening in Brooklyn. And so I would like to see like, you know, Angela Bassett be like a OG Buffy and just killing <laughs> vampires. And then I thought of Adelaide Lupita Nyong'o's character from Us. Oh yeah, we need to know what happens next because yes, that because ending. She, she was the villain the right? whole time. The whole time she was the villain. She was the femme fatale. She took someone's life and then mm-hmm. forgot about it. And then, <laughs> and then was like, bro, why are you coming about at me? And she was like, do you really not know? And she's like, no, why are you here? Because you're me. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she then she kills forgot. her. And then she <laughs> kills her. And her son, I feel like the last shot of, the, of her in the car looking back at her son kind of shows that her son figured out that she yeah. was, you know, one of the untethered. And mm-hmm. so... um yeah he saw the whole thing yeah and just the way the movie ended uh with all of them just kind of standing there I'm like what's the end game like what's the goal yeah um why and what what's next was that the plan was just to be seen which is it speaks volumes and themes in itself but how does Adelaide handle rediscovering who she is and living with what she's done now that she's grown into an actual person with thoughts and feelings and a conscience you know um so I want to see a sequel uh or something a short give us something a DLC something I like that one. Yes. <laughs> PlayStation DLC $15.99. Let's go. Right, right. Like, <laughs> put in the place in the play store, you know, just be like, uh, you know, see what happened afterwards for $15. Yes, I will. Thank you. Um, so yeah, she has, you know, these memories returning to her from mm-hmm. it's like, how does she cope with that? is she gonna tell her husband the truth like there's so many questions at the end of that movie that I need answered so I definitely want a part two for us and I feel like I'm like one of very few people who feel that way because so many people didn't like it because of the unanswered questions 
And yeah. I like, I, I kind of like it. Miyazaki movie Studio Ghibli, he always leave a lot of wonder at the end of his films. He always leave a lot of, you know, he doesn't really give you all the satisfying answers of like, you know, sometimes there's a romance that you never really see come into fruition or um, you just want to know like what happened to the characters because it leaves off open-ended and he's yeah, like okay like use your imagination use your sense of wonder you know like mm-hmm. so I, I feel like um Jordan just wanted us to just really think about what transpired and not so much of what happens after but I can't help it <laughs> and yeah. I want more yeah <laughs> yeah speaking of unanswered questions that kind of reminds me of my favorite movie that I like to argue with everyone about Midsummer. just basically what oh, does happen to Danny we love that movie <laughs> arguing with who i'm arguing with people about whether whether um Chris, christian deserved to die or not who's, i believe he didn't deserve to die who's, who's question who's arguing this i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand oh anybody anybody no. that's seen it anybody <laughs> are you kidding me now they're saying that this fool needs to live no i'm saying that fool needs to live i said he needs to live you said he needs to live yes Oh, oh. Okay. yes i okay. i think, i personally okay. thought the he needs to live question is, yeah. <laughs> i can I, tell I, y'all already like i know no, i get it i get it i wouldn't say that he deserved to die mm-hmm. i i would never argue that someone should die just because he was a shitty boyfriend doesn't mean his life should have been taken none of them should have died Really. Oh no, not but well, well, for him to know, live, for, what for, would it mean for him to live? You know, yes. If he if she didn't kill him, he was what paralyzed. How how much longer was that gonna last? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And then if he but would they let him leave? Yeah, no, like, they, well, no, no, they weren't gonna let none like, of them leave. Yeah, that's there a good was, point. There like was writing wise, there's he, no way he yeah after all of that what would happen like they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to let him leave i don't i think the community i don't know probably would have killed him and and used him as fertilizer i don't think they would (laughs) have i I mean that's basically what he was used for because he he can't go back home and what tell people about it i don't think anyone that's ever stepped foot into this community has left um you know i think they either died there or they joined yeah, no they go that's how they, they leave the to secret. scout. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a great um, point. Story, like from a writing perspective, like there's no, like realistically, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. Um, and then the, the whole thing with like even Danny, that's her character's name, right? Danny. Yeah, yeah Danny. Danny. Um, with her being okay, I guess people are arguing like her being okay with him burning. I guess is the argument and for her whole journey her whole theme of what the movie's about it makes sense as to why she's okay with she him cracks. yeah she that's cracks. basically it um but yeah she had a but she was break. gonna be okay they either wrote in the script that she was having a psychotic break and she was yeah. just off her rocker at that point she couldn't she had so much trauma to deal with and cope with and she wasn't dealing with it and so mm-hmm. she just snapped and she just was hysterical and manic at that point. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good stuff. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good movie. I like arguing. Yeah, I understand why people don't like one. it. Like, <laughs> I understand why people, because we saw that in Theater Story, and that was, it wasn't what we were expecting. I don't think it's a lot what people are expecting because of how it was advertised and how the trailers mm-hmm. were. Um, but yeah, when you go and watch, it's definitely a very, 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 very slow burn. Um, and as for someone that does not particularly like, particularly like cult um, movie, like the subgenre of cults and movies, um, I did enjoy it. Um, it is an experience, but it isn't something that like I would watch like regularly. <laughs> I guess because, it, because of it, it, it's a heavy movie. Yeah, it's it, just it heavy, and like is. I said, it's a slow burn and all the events kind of happening. You're kind of like, oh, this is a lot going on. Uh, I watched it recently again and I was like yeah this is a lot I don't need to revisit this for another year <laughs> <laughs> yeah supposedly Ari Aster has like a director's cut of this movie and yeah. it's supposed to be Epically like four long. hours long yeah. like Justice League type shit yep. like. not surprised I'd watch it I'd watch it him. for the experience I'm so excited to see what um, else he has in store for and us he's so young so yeah, that so means excited. we have many more years of filmmaking god yeah. willing yeah. so that's, so that's gonna be fun yeah <clears throat> he's supposed to have a movie with joaquin phoenix i don't know when that's supposed to be released but you know, that's gonna be interesting to see i will mark my calendar you know hopefully he kind of sways away from the cult subgenre um because he's apparently he's really good at that with hereditary <laughs> i mean it's two cult movies you know yeah hereditary like, right, and i mean if we want to get technical hereditary was more of like i don't know like almost like a coven you know <laughs> I hate you still a cult it's still I know cult. it's culty it's culty it is it is, it is. Hey, man. there's nude people that's praying to stuff it's cult. <laughs> yeah they're always naked and wearing they're always naked always naked <laughs> and wearing white like they're like oh, we're pure God. but it's a demon <laughs> <laughs> So I I didn't go over which one. Um, I would like to see a sequel of. Um, I'm having a hard time choosing this one. <laughs> I'll probably have to choose, even though there was a sequel to this film, but it wasn't a very good one either. But I'm gonna have to choose Carrie, Carrie White, because I had her on my list for film fatales, mm-hmm. but I didn't choose her as my most dangerous one. Even though she is pretty dangerous, she I mean, but she's she's pushed to that limit though. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really personally. I don't really care for Carrie, uh, because I don't like Cinderella type stories where some people are just getting abused for like ninety minutes. And then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and ran away. I don't ran like away. movies like that because I just get frustrated and I don't. I just feel too bad for the character. Of course, it's really sad. Emancipated. She could have. Uh, like, of course, it's yeah. satisfying to see her burn everyone at the end, but it's just oh, too yeah. much to get to that point. Um, and I don't, I don't care for. I've seen it probably once in high school, which is probably the ideal time to watch Carrie. But yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like this movie very much. Um, yeah, I just thought like there should have been a sequel, like a real decent, a decent sequel. One. Yeah, to that film because they did do a sequel, but it was, it wasn't that good. I mean, it came out in like. I believe 1999, 2000, and it has that whole 2000s vibe and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just yeah. it it wasn't good at all. Yeah, because <laughs> that was in 
late seventies. I want to say late seventies for Carrie, early eighties maybe. I'm like, yeah, I'm blanking. I believe my dad it. told me the story of Carrie as a bedtime story. So that was my. I feel it's a good story. I feel it. it's a good bedtime story, but I would not watch it. I had never again. seen or heard of it before, and he was like, "So there's this girl." <laughs> was like, okay. her name was Carrie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he was like, and then pig blood. I'm like, why? <laughs> Yo, but if they made a Carrie movie sequel, I mean they go have they will have to literally bring her back from the grave, total yeah, like yeah. like Dark Phoenix, X-Men type mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no other way for them to really like yeah Unless he was a ghost if you want to do like a phantom thing but even so that's kind of like stretching that's reaching hard. yeah it's, it's almost cheesy <laughs> just, call it, just call it high school reunion and have her haunt all of them and take them out one by one you know we out here i'd watch it i watch it yeah always getting their just desserts is always fun yeah um, <laughs> or just like basically nightmare in elm street just her taking out people. yeah but here <laughs> But instead of the kids, she's going after the parents, yep. right? Yeah. I mean, the kids are like, like did a couple you of survivors, though. It's like what two or three survivors from her class. Oh my goodness, she marked everybody. Yeah, I, I'd watch it. <laughs> Never know people with setting. Carrie. I guess yes. she could go after their kids then. I wouldn't. There's some survivors. Not everybody burned. Well, not everybody burned. A lot of people ran. A lot of people ran. As I would have. I feel like I feel like (laughs) it's just cursed. As soon as the thing spilt, I would be like, "Well, time to go." That would have been my time to leave the prom. Like, well, time to leave the prom. They spilling pig's blood out here in these streets. I don't deal with that. (laughs) Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, I don't remember seeing a like one black person in that film. Rightfully so, because we don't mess with that. That's not... Because we we understand the trials and tribulations that come with being oppressed and bullied. Yep. Yep. And so we don't need to yep. like yep. inflict that on other people. I feel like... Uh, yeah. That's a whole nother podcast discussion. It is. Uh, Great discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's it for today. So I would like to thank you two for coming along for the show. Thank you for having us, man. This thank was so you. much fun. So yeah. I love being a guest on people's shows. It's really nice. It's really nice. Had, had me thinking about things I hadn't really considered right. before. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's what we do here. Gonna be on TV Tubi, yeah, not sponsored. Tubi. Not sponsored by Tubi. <laughs> I know, but if you want to sponsor, you know, I mean, you know, I got a line that's open. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they got mine open too. Man. You know, Tubi's I mean, amazing. just, just, you know, call us, call us, any of us. Really. <laughs> yeah. Um. So before I let you two go, can you please tell the audience one more time where they could find you oh, and all the course. social media? Of course. Yes. You want me want to say this part story? I, I, Go for it. Take know, it away. I'll do the Take end, it away. <laughs> We're on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Gore Friends. We have a Patreon. Um, you know, we have our one, five, and ten dollar tier on Patreon. Um, and yeah, those are our main sources. We're really active on Instagram. Um, we post polls and quizzes and just are, like quick, quick little reviews on films that we've covered before. Um, so please check us out on there. We're very interactive with our people um, in the horror community. So yeah, come and come and say hi. 
All right. So, yeah, we are going to go ahead and take another break, you guys. And when I come back, it's going to be the slasher corner. So, like you shouldn't say in a scary movie, I'll be right back. Ooh, slasher corner. <laughs> And we are back. And we are back with our Slasher Corner. So our Slasher Corner movie of the week. It's on Tubi. And it is, since we are on Women History Month, we are going to choose I Spit on Your Grave Part 2. Now, unlike I Spit on Your Grave Part 1, this is a totally different character that's taking place. Starring Emma Dilliner. I, I hope I said her name right. And Joe Absalom. I swear, I'm, I'm just butchering people's names. Anyway, the premise of this film goes as this. When Katie innocently accepts an offer to have new photos taken of her for a portfolio, the experience quickly turns into a nightmare of sexual assault, torture, and kidnapping. Now she will have to find the strength to exact her brutal revenge, and my goodness, was her revenge. Hello, brutal. I'm just saying. I'm not going to spoil anything too much. If you want to check this movie out, it is on Tubi. Definitely check it out. And I believe it's on Amazon Prime also. But don't quote me on that. But anyway, I'm about to sign out for the day. This has been another episode of Let's Talk About Horror. It's your boy, Watcher Doom, signing out. If you want to follow me on my social medias, which is Instagram, Walter Doom. Instagram, Walter Doom 1, because someone has taken Walter Doom. And if you want to listen to me on any streaming platform that streams podcasts, I'm on Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. So, yeah. So, once again, this has been another episode of Let's Talk About Horror. This is your boy, Watcher Doom, signing out. This is America. Don't let him catch you slipping now. Stay diabolical, people. Peace.